The professional interests and personal priorities of our hosts result in regular child development coupled with educational and brain learning conversations. Join in as Dr. Larry Mercer and Michelle Charles bring their expertise before the microphone as part of an ongoing dialogue between this father and daughter duo on Let's Build Their Brain. Financial, relational, medical, and the list could go on. The list of types of crisis that an individual or family could encounter. The list of what becomes traumatic experiences for some. We're able to sit across from each other, away from our normal routines and locations, but we're on the other side of what was an initial hardcore lockdown phase of a season of global crisis. I'm sure our listeners have been impacted on varying levels by the pandemic. Adults and kids are learning to navigate many new normals and unknowns. Our listeners might have experienced some moments of crisis in other ways beyond the pandemic. Parenting period, much less intentional parenting in moments of crisis is no joke. Now we can't deny the reality of life, things can be tough. In and beyond these moments of crisis, it can be most important to be intentional in finding ways to thrive as we seek to move beyond these challenging life circumstances and moments. Our next several episodes will be centered around ways to move beyond crisis so we can thrive and not just survive, but thrive in the crisis. Speaking of a new normal, it's kind of fun to be away from our normal studio environment, just sitting in this cabin where we've been all together as a family, hearing the traffic behind us and the occasional work site noise, but it's been fun to be together. And, you know, we're in a period unlike anything I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, people of all ages and stages of life are experiencing meltdowns and breakdowns almost every day. A lot of people are simply saying, I've, I've had enough. It's been called by some the great resignation. Yeah. It's causing everyone to rethink how we conduct every aspect of our lives. Well, school shutdowns, that's especially hard for families, especially those with young children. So I'm excited we're going to have this conversation about this very, very important topic. Speaking of the little ones, I know I had various emotional moments during the pandemic with our little guy. One night, he was even to the point of tears talking about missing everyone. I vividly remember being on the floor next to our little guy's bed holding the phone. We were on a call where a little man was in tears because we were in the midst of what I would call the hardcore lockdown phase and he was missing everyone. I honestly was also trying to hold back my tears and offer some comfort and reassurance even when we had so many unknowns. How do we support those little people we love in moments of crisis? Whether it be health, weather, living conditions, how do we bring a sense of calm and comfort during the moments of crisis? Well, let me tell you, I, I'm kind of biased, but I think you've done a great job. I've seen the, the intentionality you've done, how you've given attention to little man. So I think you've done a great job. You ought to pat yourself on the back for that. This is very important uh, because the way we and our children handle stress can have a negative impact on how we live our daily lives now and impact our children for years to come. You see, an extended period of stress causes our brain to dump cortisol throughout our entire bodies. A short burst of cortisol is good because it prompts us to take the actions necessary to get out of immediate danger. So stress in and of itself is not necessarily bad, but extended stress becomes toxic. It not only causes inflammation throughout our bodies, it can interrupt the actual architecture of the brain. 
And this is especially damaging to children the age of our little man because our brains are still in a critical period of laying down the wire for the main sensory network. So we're, this is really a big deal. It's really a big deal, helping people understand how not only surviving crisis, but thriving crisis as well. So what would you say is one way to give that comfort, one thing to maybe say or do in those intense emotional moments? Yeah, one of the things that's really important is for a child to feel safe. So if there's a way you can help them understand that they're safe, that makes all the difference in the world. Just stand beside them, putting your arm around them, and remind them that you love them, that they're not alone. That simple phrase can make a big difference in the way a child responds. Well, I have to admit, one of my biggest pandemic fails centered around screens. As we tried to navigate the new work from home dynamics, my guy spent more time in front of the TV than I'd like to admit. We'll dedicate more time to this discussion another episode, but how do we give ourselves grace and at the same time recover when we may develop some less than ideal practices and patterns in these moments of crisis? I really think the big idea is being intentional. It's really hard. And sometimes I think the key word you said, give yourself grace. Understand that sometimes you need a break too. And we've talked about before the whole illustration of the flight attendant. You know, you put the mask on yourself first. And sometimes parents need to trust that a little bit of extended screen time won't be the end of the world. And start by giving yourself grace because your child will pick up on your stress. They'll have an impact on the way they handle situations. So I think just giving yourself grace. I want to reiterate what you just said. I think that's the starting point. And operate with, if you're even have, asking the question, that's far more than most parents. Most parents not even asking the question. They're not being intentional at all about screen time. Wow. So still kind of thinking about this pandemic phase that our world has shared. I was thinking about little guy's birthday happening during this crisis. And again, it was the initial hardcore lockdown and we weren't messing around. Now, the reality that you and mom always do a great job of making birthdays special for me growing up, he was getting to an age where he could really grasp what's going on. And we're in the middle of the pandemic, we're all weighing on my mind. I didn't want this special birthday to go by without some special recognition. And now we'll spend another episode talking about talking about and celebrating positives, even in moments of crisis. But why is it important to still celebrate even in difficult situations? Well, one of the key things of childhood is the importance of routine. Children love and learn from routines. And, and celebration provides an opportunity for us to recognize and affirm a child. Again, they realize that they are the center of attention. As you know, a child is egocentric. The world revolves around them, so those celebrations remind them they're important in a healthy manner. Also, celebrations cause positive memories that can go back, that a child could go back to in times of crisis. Maybe when they get, they feel overwhelmed, they can remember that, that time of celebration where you said to them, we love you, you're special, you're number one. So I think, again, celebrations are an important thing to, to take the time to weave into our, our, our routines as a part of our child's experience. Okay, now back to this birthday. Nana is an amazing deal finder. You guys have heard some about that. She shops year round for those moments like little guy's birthday. Pandemic or not, she was ready to hook up little man. Now I remember discussions about if he would come with us and way from the car while I got gifts. We entertained a driveway, opening of presents experience. But the final conclusion was that both of those might be a little too hard on little man, being so close, but at the same time having to distance. So ultimately I slipped away for a quick birthday gift pickup exchange. 
And, but I had to make sure that we figured out what was best for him. What is the importance of a parent being attuned to the needs of each individual child? Well, since we're talking about brain development, one of the things that blows my mind, if I can use that figure of speech, is a recognition that every brain is different. Every child is different. You probably heard me say that this whole phrase that just like there's no such thing as an identical grain of sand, no such thing as an identical snowflake, no such thing as an identical fingerprint, every child is unique and different. So it's very important for us to not get caught in the cookie cutter motif, but recognize the individuality of every child. And and every, every child processes information in a different sort of way. One gift for one child may be exciting, another child may be boring. I used to love watching the way you guys grew up and seeing how each one of you responded differently based on what was happening at home. You really illustrated how everybody's different. I could take the time to explain the difference. I may not want to do that here. But every, every child is different. And attuning to every child's individual needs is a way of saying, I see you. I respect you. I value you. You're not just part of the, of the crowd in our household. Now, and I kind of skipped over that question on some of these. Anything you want to go back to in terms of the importance of brain development when it comes to the things that we talked about, like seeing the individualness of the child, thinking about patterns and practices that might develop in a crisis, and finding ways to celebrate? Well, I do want to go back for a second because I hope I didn't minimize this whole idea of screen time when I talk about give yourself grace because when a child's brain is and if the child is, is tuned to a, a screen too long, it can lead to problems of vision, weight, sleep, and overall physical health. And one of the things that was done in one study showed that brain scans of a child, the average child, by the way, guess, guess how much time the average child spends from a television on a daily basis? Take a wild guess. It's probably a crazy number, five plus hours. The average child spends more than uh, seven hours a day wow. uh, in front of a screen. And what research shows that those children who were compared to children who don't spend as much time had a huge impact on their cognitive development, huge impact on their overall balance. So give yourself grace, but, but also take seriously the importance of watching the screen time is what I would say, because you can impact the brain de development of your child for the rest of their life. And like I said, stay tuned. We'll spend a whole nother episode focusing specifically on screen time. Anything else you want to touch on or go back to before we get into our brain building blocks? No, I think that we've hit the major ideas in our conversation, and that is the uniqueness of every child and making mm. sure we don't lose that. I think that's one of the most important things that we can do for a child, help them understand that they're unique, that they're special. In fact, one of the things I love saying to a little man is that I love you and you are special. Mm. I, I just, and what's interesting is to see that still, it doesn't get old. Mm -hmm. It doesn't get old. There's a smile that comes in his face, even if he's busy. Thanks. He says thanks. But he appreciates it. He values it. It helps him know that he, he's recognized and valuable. So I would encourage everybody listening, take the time to say to the children you love, I love you and you are special. Wow. Very important. A different kind of episode as we set up this series on how to thrive in crisis. But like with any episode, we want to end with some brain building blocks for you. Our food. As you think about coping with crisis and seeking to thrive in the crisis, providing food is a necessity, whether crisis time or not. One idea is to try to buy and prepare meals that tend to lend themselves to easy leftovers. 
If you're going through the drive-through, it may mean you order a few more chicken tenders than you need for that one night. At home, it may mean preparing a little more spaghetti than you would typically. Having items like baby carrots, apples, and other easy snack food on hand can be great and make things a little bit easier. Well, I would say that one of the things that's very, very important is understand that if you were to, if you were to shrink all of the weight of a child's brain down to dry weight, then 60% of that is made of fat. Mm. Fat's a very important part of a child's brain. And one of the things they need is they need omega-3s. Omega-3s are a very important part of helping their brains grow and develop. And seeds and nuts, having a little bit of a bag of nuts sitting by, not that be too much, but that will help them with both their alertness and also help their brain development as well. A great handy food to have as well to add to our list. Thinking about a phrase. Now, I don't know that this would necessarily be a phrase for your child, but a phrase for you as the adult, it's okay to seek professional help. We'll actually spend a whole nother episode talking about this as well, but don't feel ashamed or worried about getting help from a professional to meet the needs you might have or those of your child. Professional help might be the best thing for you, your child, or your entire family. If you need direction on how to find someone, you might start by asking for recommendations from the school, school counselors, your doctor, a church, other members in the community as well. And again, stay tuned. We'll have a whole other episode dedicated to that. Absolutely true. Sometimes we just get stuck. And the voice of a trusted professional can help process what's going on and take the, help us take the next right step. In fact, it's really important if you feel overwhelmed, rather than struggling alone, reach out to someone who can help you get through that process safely. Yeah. Our fun activity. I challenge you to find age-appropriate audiobooks, podcasts, educational, encouraging, faith-based, any type of shows that might be better suited for audio listening instead of the screen. That might be a way to try and balance out some of the need for attentiveness to something else without it necessarily being in front of a screen. Well, I knew you'd ask me that kind of a question, so I tried to do a little bit of preparation in advance. Okay. Something very interesting, I think. NPR produces this program called Wow in the World. Uh It's a fun, exciting program that deals with science and technology and innovation. Each episode kind of helps children understand the importance of science. It's delivered in a fun way. Another thing called Tumble, a science podcast. Again, an opportunity to do what you're recommending. Break away from the screen, take the time to listen. I know that one of the things that your little man loves is Odyssey. <laughs> the other day I had a chance to travel with him and I had my radio on and had on what I wanted to listen to. And he promptly told me, Granddaddy, can you turn it to Odyssey? Well, I was driving your mom's car, so I didn't know how to get to Odyssey. He said, Go down, go down, go down, go to the right, go to the right, go to the right, hit that button, and there I was with Odyssey. So he's he's accustomed to learning, listening to Odyssey and those kind of things in the car as we travel. Yeah. Well, again, for me, different kind of a feel thinking about setting up this series. But I want to wrap this up in maybe a different kind of way as well, just by recapping some things and encouraging you, our listeners. When you find yourself in a difficult phase of life, and you're needing to find calm for yourself, for your child, give your child only the necessary and age-appropriate information. Give yourself lots of grace. And then I reflect on, for me, moments like this, my family and faith have always been sources of stability 
in those especially challenging moments of life. I lean upon and I'm so thankful for the faith that you have taught and modeled me and mom have demonstrated over the years. Can you offer one comfort from scripture that someone might choose to hold on to in those tough moments of life? Can I have two? Uh, okay, we'll give you two. We have, we have enough time for two. First of all, let me, I would remind people listening to the podcast of the promise of God's presence, that they're not alone. I love what Hebrews 13, 5 says. It said, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he have said, I would never leave thee nor forsake thee. And they may feel all alone, but if they stop and pause, I want to remind them of the promise of God's presence. The second thing is a little more challenging because it requires a certain kind of a mindset. And that is that God can take our crisis situations and he can turn those into growth and developmental opportunities for us. You've heard me talk about the Chinese symbol for crisis. It has one side is danger hmm. and the other side is opportunity. So every crisis is not only a period of danger, but it's also a period of opportunity. So I'll close with this. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4 says, Consider it all joy, my brethren, whenever you face trials of many kind, because knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Let endurance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. Somebody said, everybody wants the product, but nobody wants the process. We want maturity, but maturity costs. And sometimes the university of experience is the best teacher. What a way to end this conversation, but lead into this series. And I like what you said, thinking about there's the danger part. I think we are aware and have focused on that. And sometimes it's time to shift to the focus on the opportunity part. As we think about how to thrive in crisis, let's seek to find opportunity to withstand it. Join us next time for more information and brain building blocks. Please follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Stay connected with Let's Build Their Brain via Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Let's Build Their Brain Pod and on Twitter at Build Their Brain. Thank you for checking back with us each Monday for a new episode. We hope you leave each podcast with practical and applicable suggestions to aid your endeavor of building the brains of the ones you love. Until next time, let's build their brain.